Ground control to Major Tom. Commencing countdown engines on. Yeah, that's right. You're ready to take off here on the Harland Highway. And today, yes, I'm excited. We are going to be talking to a guy who saw a UFO, a real legitimate UFO. Amazing. I'm so excited. We're going to do that right off the top of the show. Then we're going to be talking about space, sex. Has anyone here had sex in outer space? And then we're going to be talking about an important health issue, handshakes, and the implications and how handshakes affect your health and just your hands and your fingers in general, how they could lead, a handshake could lead to you dying. Have any of you ever died that are listening to me right now? Well, it's time to live right here on the Harland Highway. You ready? Come on. One, two, three, lift off. Let's go. This is Harland Williams. You're riding down the Harland Highway. I'm very excited today because uh, I think we are uh, we're taking a call today from uh, somewhere in uh, I think it's in Nebraska, and uh, we have a man. I guess his name's Dale Parsnips is calling in, and uh, apparently this gentleman uh, claims to have seen a UFO, uh, and that's something that's always fascinated me. I think most people are fascinated by. UFOs uh, and uh, Roger is Roger. Can we get him on the line? Yes, sir. Is he calling in? Yeah, there's someone on the hotline. Okay, let let's let's put him through, Roger. Asswipe. What? I didn't say anything. Yeah, let's put him through. Okay, we've got him on the line. It's uh, Dale Parsnips from uh, from the Midwest. Uh, let's let's get him on the line and talk about this incredible sighting. Uh, Mr. Parsnips, are you there? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I am here, sir. Uh, how are you today? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, it's it's fantastic to have you on the line. First of all, let me ask, are you okay? Is your family safe? Uh, yes, sir. We are a little uh, startled. We are a little shaken up. My uh, son is uh, is training to be a uh, football uh, quarterback on the high school football team, and uh, I was worried about his legs. Okay, so everyone's okay, but... uh, Yes, they are, sir. All right, and you claim now, sir. You claim. Yes, I claim. Now, let me finish. All right, I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. Sir, you claim. Yes, I claim. I I, I said, let me finish, sir. Yes, I'm sorry, I was claiming. Yeah, you don't need to do that, just... I'm sorry, sir, go ahead. You claim that you saw a UFO... Uh, I guess it was hovering over your house? Yes, sir. That is absolutely 100% correct. I did have an unidentified flying object flying over my house. Okay, amazing. And and how long uh, was this object there? Uh, It has been there for two weeks, sir. We see it uh, all the time. It just uh, floats over the house. Uh, I even got a picture of it with my cellular telephone. And can you describe uh, what this uh, UFO, this this, uh, ship looked like? Yes, sir, I can. It was uh, silver. 
Okay, silver. And it was uh, shaped like a dish. Uh, okay, that seems to be a, a common thing, the coloration, uh, the, the dish-shaped uh, object. Uh, how big was it? Uh, sir, it was, uh, I can't estimate how big it was. When was the last time you saw this uh, disc flying over your house? Well, sir, uh, if I go out on my lawn here, if I just step outside, there it is. I can see it right now floating over my house. Are you kidding me? Yes, sir, but I am terrified. I do not know what this is. I am very frightened for my family. We live in a farm community. There are no neighbors in the near vicinity, sir. I am very frightened, very frightened. Okay, calm down, sir. Maybe... Uh, is there any more details you can give us about this, this flying disc over your house? Well, I do see some type of encryption or writing or lettering up on the side, sir. Oh, my God. Uh, I cannot make out what it is. Oh, my God. Uh, is there any way you can zoom in with your uh, cell phone? I do not have that capability, sir. What I could do is perhaps climb up on my roof and try and get closer. Well, I don't know if I... I think maybe that's what I should do, sir. Well, I don't know if that's a good idea, sir. I'm climbing up the side of my house right now. I'm on the ladder, sir. All right, be very careful, sir. Do you have a gun? I do not, but I do have my cellular telephone. All right, be careful, sir. I am on the roof. I am up on the roof, and I am much closer sir to the the flying shaped disc okay sir be very careful where is the disc right now it is floating just hovering a little bit over my roof sir and i'm very nervous right now sir okay just approach cautiously my god this is unbelievable approach very cautiously sir can you make out the the, the lettering you described the numbering the, the foreign language on there uh, yes, sir. I can read it quite clearly now. Okay, please tell us if you can. What language is it? I, I'm not sure, sir. It looks like uh, it, it is English. Wow. Okay. Maybe they're trying to communicate with us. Uh, yes, sir. Maybe they are. And and you're you're saying it's a disc or a saucer? I'm pretty sure it's a dish, sir. What what, what makes you uh, understand that it's a dish versus a saucer or? Well, I'm, I'm reading the lettering on the uh, silver uh, dish right now, and it actually says dish. Excuse me? Uh, it actually says dish, as if it's reading our minds right now, sir. Wait a minute. So you're telling me this, this floating disc over your roof is actually transmitting the word dish on, on, on the side of its, its fuselage? Well, I don't know what fuselage means, sir. I, I'm not a, a school gentleman. As I said, I'm a farmer. Uh, but it does say dish. And Does it say anything else? Yes, sir, it does. There are some smaller letters underneath right on the side of the dish. Okay, well, what do they say? Uh, it looks like net, net, network, sir. Oh, my God. What, net, what does that mean? I don't know, sir. I don't know. Wait a minute. Yes, sir. Did you say it said dish? Yes, sir. And network? Yes, sir, that is correct. That is absolutely correct. Wait a minute. Is, is the word dish, like, larger than the word network? Yes, sir, that is very observant. I don't know how you know that, but you are in radio. You probably have satellites on me right now. 
sir. Is the is the word dish in big red letters and it's right on the inside of this UFO? Yes, sir. It looks like the the UFO has a concave uh, appearance, and uh, the word dish network is right there on the side of this UFO. Oh my God, I'm scared. This these things are gonna eat my children. I don't know what's in them. I don't know what's coming out. I'm very scared. So take it easy, sir. Can I ask you a question, sir? Yes, sir, please. Hurry. I'm very frightened. This thing is probably only about three, four feet off the surface of my, of my roof here. Sir, did, do you have a satellite television service? Uh, y- yes, sir, I do. Yes, I, I believe we just got something installed a couple of weeks ago, and it's been wonderful. I've been watching, me and my son have been watching all the football games. He's going to be a high school football. Yes, I know about your son. Sir. What was the name of the company that you got the satellite service from, sir? Uh, I, I, well, it, this is very strange, sir. As God is my witness, I, I believe it was a service called Dish Network. The very same words that are on the side of this UFO. Oh, my God. Sir. Yes, please. What? Sir, that is your satellite dish. I beg your pardon? Your satellite dish, sir, when you... What's the matter? Sir, when you apply for satellite service, the company comes out and puts a satellite dish on your roof. It rests a few feet above the surface of your roof. Well, I, I, I don't know. I do, well, it do, yes, it does look like maybe it is. Uh, the, the dish is attached to a stem that is bolted to my house. I think they're trying to get in my house, sir. Sir, it's a, it's a satellite dish, sir. Well, I don't know what that means, but I'm afraid they're coming. Are we kidding here? Who is this guy? Oh, my God. Is it, oh, my God. Sir, relax. There are millions of these dishes all over the country, let alone all over the world. Well, I guess the invasion has begun then. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're going to eat my boy's legs. He's never going to make the football team. Sir, they're not going to do. Oh, my God. They're going to rape my wife. Little aliens raping my wife all up and down and inside. Stop it, sir. Oh, my children are going to get raped. And my, the side of my tool shed's going to get all raped up real bad like. Stop it. Get this guy out. Roger. Get this guy off the air, idiot. What the hell, Johnny D- Dale Parsnips? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I'm going to get raped all night long by the dish people. You get him off. Oh, I'm not ready to be raped. Get him off. Hey, you don't have to yell at me. What's the matter with you? What? Where did you get this idiot? Did you not screen him? Not really. Oh, God. <laughs> what a moron. Oh, my God, I think I'm feeling a raping starting. Oh, my God. Get him off. Sorry. we got to take a break, Roger. Come on, get your act together, man. It's your stupid show. We'll be back right after this. Okay, ass munch. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the star. Yeah, that's right. Space, man. NASA. Anybody want to have NASA sex? Huh? NASA's got to start planning for sexual encounters in space 
as they start to plan out longer space missions for astronauts spending more time in orbit, astronauts possibly making the long three, four-month journey to Mars, or however long it takes. Astronauts can't go without getting their groove on, man. So they've actually started to have to factor that in now. They had to, they have to start thinking about, uh, you know, creating space and room and mood for space sex. Wow. I don't even think Hugh Hefner's had space sex, man. I wonder if any of them have. Any of the astronauts have got their groove on. Man, that could be kind of historic, right? The first human ever to have sexual intercourse in outer space. That could be, like, historical. And what if you conceive? That technically would make you the first space baby ever. I want to do it. I want to have NASA sex. I want to create space babies. Hello, children. Hello, father. Shut up, you little brats. Up yours. Up yours, father. Clean up your galaxy, you little brats. Up yours, father. I don't even know what you're saying. We like it that way, father. We are space babies. Imagine that, that zero gravity uh, freak. Getting your groove on, man. You could just let your your partner float. Float there. Floating in the air. And you could, like, kind of come in for a landing. You could just float across the room. And just kind of guide yourself in, man. Oh, yeah. I thought a waterbed was fun. But how about zero gravity gyrating? Hello, hello. Get hit in the butt by an asteroid, man. Oh. Oh, yeah, Houston, we got a problem. Uh, Yeah, Houston, the condom just broke. We got a problem. (laughs) No, we got a space baby. That's it. I'm starting a a thing. Start sending your money. We're going to build up a fund. I want to be the first uh, human ever to have NASA sex and create a space baby. Let's start a fund to get me in outer space, people. And I'll tell you how the Harland Highway looks from way up yonder. 103.5 The Fox. Yeah, man, that would be fun. Wow. I mean, not to get too graphic, but just, just picture your lady laying across the room, you know, opens her space portal, if you know what I mean, you know, opens her legs and you're on the other side of the room about, you know, 25 feet away. And you just kind of start doing the front crawl. Like just kind of, you know, waving your arms in midair and you're completely nude. And, you know, with a little momentum, you just start floating <laughs> across the air. And you just kind of like slowly dock right into your your girl. It's almost like, you know, it would almost be like uh, plugging something into the wall. Just be like, ooh, 
Can you imagine just floating to your partner? But then I wonder if it would be hard, like just if you're floating in the air, you know how you kind of get that, got to get that buckaroo motion going, right? <laughs> how you got to do the thrusting and stuff. But if there's no weight, if there's nothing to to press against or lean against or have pressure against, I don't know. Would it be just it'd almost be like having sex with a balloon or something? It would just be like so airy. So damn airy. Um, but anyways, what what are you gonna do? Um, on to another topic. Though. Let's get a, let's get our minds out of this the SpaceX gutter. Um, let's get back to planet Earth, where um, you know the Earth is now crawling with viral infections, and uh, you know the uh, VH1 R2D2 virus, you know, formerly known as the swine flu, but the government conveniently like replaced it with a bunch of numbers and letters. Um, are you finding that you're becoming paranoid to shake people's hands? Because they say that the majority of viruses, you know, cold viruses, flu viruses, the VH1, R2D2 virus, very often. And more often than not, it's transmitted through contact when you touch someone's hand who's got the virus, you know, you get it on your hand. And then apparently when you go and touch the corner of your eyes or your nose or your mouth, if you if you you put your fingers on any of those kind of uh, portals into your body, that's how the microscopic uh, virus gets into your system. So I've really become a big proponent of um, the the, the uh, fist pounding thing, you know. Hey man, give me a potato. It's harvest season, huh? Yeah, just pound it, man. Right. But now I'm like, you know, with all the R two D two virus and everything, I'm even afraid to pound it. I've I've just like I've gone right to another level where I basically just headbutt people. It's like, uh, hey mom, hey dad, bonk, bonk. Why does he come home? Why did we invite him home for dinner? Yeah, man. I mean, that way it's just a split second. You know, your forehead really doesn't transmit any viruses. And the other cool thing is, you know, half the time you just put the other person out. So you don't even have to deal with them anymore. It's just, hey, man, how's it going? Bonk. Bonk, bonk. Yeah. So I'm just doing it to stay healthy. You know, don't don't mind me if you meet me on the street and you put your hand out and I just go, hey, cool, man. Bonk. And you're down for the count. Right? But speaking of the, the fist pound thing, you know, you know that thing where you, instead of shaking hands, you bring your fists together and you just kind of pop your fists? I actually like that better. Like, we live in an era where the world is crawling with viruses and SARS and, you know, Chictawaga turkey beef. And, yeah, I, I don't know what that one was. But, you know, I think, I think you know, it should be mandatory. It's like, it's like smoking, right? They go, uh, you shouldn't smoke. It's illegal to smoke inside a restaurant or a building. And why? Because it's a health concern. 
they don't want other people getting the residue effect of smokers, inhaling the smoke, uh, getting secondhand smoke and dying. So on the same note, since the the uh, you know the government and all its uh, the the CDCC or whatever it is down in Atlanta, the Center for Disease Control. I don't I don't know if I'm saying it right. The the CAA, the Triple C, the I don't know. You know what I mean. The Center for Disease Control. If they know that shaking hands transmits the disease, shouldn't they just put out like commercials and and billboards and posters just saying, hey, there are deadly viruses that can kill you. By saying hello to a buddy, it could cost you your life. So shouldn't they just abolish handshaking? I mean, it's not like we really need it. People do it all the time. It's, it's like, you know, it's kind of an old school formality. I think handshaking was originally invented back in the Roman times or maybe even earlier, I believe, and I'm not sure, but I think it was created as a way of showing you didn't have weapons on your person or in your hand to another individual or another adversary. It's like you put your hand out as a show of, hey, man, look, I don't have a knife. I'm not holding. We're, everything's cool. Let's talk about our turf, man. Right? And now it's just kind of a greeting, like it's kind of like a macho thing. Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, feel my iron grip. I'm stronger than you, you little pussy. But knowing that that the majority of these viruses are transmitted through the handshake, shouldn't they, as a as a public safety concern, uh, just issue that handshakes are illegal? That we can't do them no more. That they're causing people to die. We don't need them. I, you've got a voice. Hey, man, how's it going? Hi, John. Hi, Mary. Hi, Bill. Hi, Sarah. Oh, hi, Harlan. Hi, Harlan. Hello, Harlan. No, that's not enough for me. Let me come over there and make contact with you. I need to feel your hand in my hand, that same hand that you wipe your butt and pick your nose with and lick your dirty, greasy Kentucky Fried Chicken fingers with. Yeah, I need to have your hand, the one that you have sex with your partner with, the hand that you play with yourself with yeah i i need the one that the hand that holds your thing when you take a leak i need to hold that so that i can let you know that i'm so happy to see you oh and p.s please kill me so why don't we get rid of the handshake i like the handshake i actually like it i i remember there was a time when I was growing up, when I was kind of the guy that always led that off, I would always, uh, I was always the guy that always initiated the handshake because I thought it was like, uh, like a courtesy. I thought it showed respect to the other person. But times they have changed, you know. Now they got SARS, and uh, it, it's time to just do a greeting, you know. But getting back to the the fist pump, which I like because you're just you know, punching knuckles, and it's really brief, and there's not enough time for there to be contact for all the enzymes to jump off of Billy McSars onto your nice, clean hand. But what I hate is there's guys out there that somehow think this is cool, and I'm just going to say probably the gayest thing of all gayness. Guys that do the fist pump, and then at the end of it, 
they explode it. They pull their hand apart and wiggle their fingers like, oh, fist bump. Hey, explosion. Like suddenly they're, they're ju- they just graduated from mime school. Uh-uh. Like a clenched fist and a pump is kind of macho, right? When you kind of explode it afterwards and make your hands flutter like you're a, a sparrow with a broken wing or you're like a starfish wiggling around under the ocean. Not so cool, not so macho. So drop the explosion. Let's stick to the the fist pumps. Uh, You know what? Screw it. Let's just do what I said. Let's go for the head head bumps. Whatever they're called. Head bops or whatever. Head bonks. Head butts. There. Finally got it out. Too many head butts, man. I'm losing my mind right here on the Harlan Highway. Bonk! Okay, I'm going to be honest here. I'm only about two and a half, three inches, maybe. Yeah. Wait wait a minute. I'm talking about the length of my fingers, okay? My middle finger is about two and a half, maybe three inches long. I don't have very big fingers. Is that a problem? I, I, I tried playing the guitar at one point. No can do, okay? Uh, I got little Barney Rubble hands. Okay, Fred. Okay, Fred. I don't think so, Fred. Um, So I'm not that good on the guitar. Had to give that up. Uh, I'm not that great on the piano. It helps to have long fingers for the piano. Even though little, I've seen little five-year-old maestros uh, whip up a storm. I think what I got are like cabbage-picking fingers. I got kind of nubby fingers. I'd be good out in the field maybe picking cabbage. I've got cabbage-picking fingers, everybody. Cabbage. Can I get you an ice coleslaw? I've got the right hands. I'm well equipped to run out in the field and grab you some cabbage. Whip you up a nice coleslaw. Yeah, that's a little embarrassing. I don't even know why I'm admitting this on the air. Well, how long are your fingers, gentlemen and ladies? You know? I don't know. Does that mean anything? You ever hear the saying, you know what they say, small fingers, small... Yeah. Who how that how does that work out? I don't know. And no, I'm not gonna tell you about my you know what. That's private. It's not as small as my fingers, I'll tell you that, okay? But I don't know. Should finger size matter? Girls, does it matter when we're caressing your cheek? Would you rather have some nice, short Barney Rubble fingers or some long Nostrofrato the Vampire fingers? Just feels like uh, you're like a koala rubbing your face or something. I don't know. I'm happy with my fingers, huh? I don't know about you, but I'm gonna go uh, get some cabbage. Gonna get some cabbage. Make myself a coleslaw. Ah, oh, yes, coleslaw. What a treat. Here's a good way to make coleslaw. If you know any kid in your neighborhood or, uh, you know, at your school or maybe your own son or daughter, and if they've, if they've got those uh, steel 
train track braces, you know, those silver braces that give a metal mouth. Just grab your kid by the back of the head, grab a cabbage, and just start grinding it back and forth on his teeth. It's great for making coleslaw and uh, cheese, and uh, you could probably like julienne fries and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and here's the thing, too. This is something new I'd like to try. Um, this is where I take two different entities and bring them together and try and create a new sensation. Try this out if you can. Next time you go to the zoo, take a, a coleslaw, a little dish of coleslaw. Maybe you can pick some up at KFC, the only fast food joint in the world that sells coleslaw. <laughs> what an odd choice. Go to the zoo with your coleslaw and go and look at the sloths. You know, the, like the three-toed sloths that hang in the trees? And just stand outside its cage and eat coleslaw. And it's a new sensation. I'm going to call it... You're out for a slaw and sloth. <laughs> right? What are you doing today, Jim? Oh, man, I'm going to the zoo. I'm going for a three-hour slaw and sloth. Oh, no way, man. Can I come? You got some slaw? Yeah, man. Let's go slaw and sloth, man. Right on. So there you go. little uh, time passer if you got no plans for the weekend, man. KFC, big bowl of coleslaw. Hit the zoo, get in front of the sloth cage, and friggin' slaw and sloth, dudes. Okay? <laughs> there you go. And speaking of slaw and slothing, I got a few little uh, stand-up comedy announcements to make here. I'm going to be at the Funny Bone in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, I'm going to be there um from let's see i guess it's february 4th through to february 6th i will be there in good old richmond virginia and then this is really cool man if you live out in indianapolis or in columbus ohio or anywhere in that region uh april 2nd i'm going to be at the paramount theater in uh anderson indiana which is just outside of Indianapolis. Great, old, gorgeous, beautiful theater. Uh, that'll be Friday, April 2nd. You can go on harlanwilliams.com and get tickets. And then the following night, Saturday night, April 3rd, I'll be at the Southern Theater in Columbus, Ohio, which again is as gorgeous, old style, just beautiful, elegant theater. Going to be doing stand up comedy. And when the stand-up comedy's finished, I'm going to come out and start doing sketch comedy with uh, my, my opening act, Sean Tweedley. And we're going to be doing like a Whose Line Is It sketch show performance. And uh, if you want to get a taste of me doing sketch, sketch improv, go on YouTube and look at uh, a show called Thank God You're Here with Harlan Williams. And you'll see me doing uh, a fun little number. Um so make sure you check those dates out. Uh, all the information, tickets, show times are available at harlowilliams.com. It's going to be a killer time, man. And if you can't make it, you know people that live in uh, that region um, over uh, near Indianapolis, Anderson, or uh, Columbus, Ohio, or even down in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, let them know, man. Spread the word. My mission is to make people laugh, so... If I can't get to them, I'm, I'm leaving it up to you, okay? And uh, I'm going to leave it right there. 
great being here with you today, as always. Um, happy Slon Sloth. And while I'm at it, let me throw it in here. Chicken chow, main baby. Cat, hat, in French, chat, chapeau. Good. In Spanish, you're a gato in a sombrero. Mm. In German, you're a katza in a hut, I also know. You're a gunka in a bunker, conky in Eskimo. Why, George, I think he's got it. Now, if you will allow me, sir, but please don't think I'm pushing, I think that I can tell you what you are in, in, in Russian. What? Shabka, schlapa. You're a shabka in a shlapa. Hey!